Yo, what's up, everybody? On this episode of the Bullpen Podcast, I'm actually going to be chopping it up with a real good friend of mine of 15 plus years. Man, this dude goes by the name of DJ's Never Ending Story. He's a music producer and the person that actually got me started in the crypto world. So he's going to talk about some awesome stuff and he's going to actually tell you the story of how he basically lost out on $1.2 million in crypto. Let's do it. Oh, wait. One more thing before we get to the podcast. In this podcast, The Crypto Bunny, any co-host and his guests do not give financial or investment advice and encourage you to do your own research on all topics mentioned. Do not invest into this market what you can't afford to lose. I bet I know what you're thinking. Is this really Morgan Freeman? Well, unfortunately not. But Lyndon thought it would be a good idea to use such a soothing voice for the legal mumbo-jumbo to smooth things over. Now, let's do it. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Play ball! Podcast number nine, the crypto bully. Wow! <laughs> he makes it look so easy. And that ball has left the stadium. It is fucking 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm feeling happy because I just won hella card games with my family. So we was I was playing cards with my family. We was playing, we was playing Tunk and we was gambling. We weren't gambling for a lot of money. It was like quarters, but I whooped their ass. <laughs> so I feel good right now. <laughs> no, but uh yo, um for everybody who's listening, it's just good. This is a late night interview, but this is some dope shit. Uh the homie is the one who I'm chatting it up with right now. We've done episodes in the past. We've done bonus episodes. So y'all know who this is. Y'all know DJ's never-ending dreads. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, it's the DJ's never-ending story, y'all. But um, yo, what's up, bro? Yo, what's good, man? You know creative stay up late, man. That's why we had to do it this late. Yeah, you ain't lying. You, I, man, my, I ain't gonna, my sleeping schedule has been fucked. <laughs> man, let me tell you, man. Uh, I'm just getting back in a habit of going to bed before sunrise. But man, I, at one point, I was going to bed at like 2 p.m., waking up at like 9 p.m. and shit. <laughs> Vampire ass, yo. Oh, I'm man. not even gonna lie. Like I have, I've been trying to go to sleep early, and I literally will not fall asleep before like 4 or 5 a.m. And this shit is annoying. I'm just laying in the bed. Look, staring at the fucking ceiling, <laughs> eyes bloodshot red. And I'm like, yo. Like, how did I get fuck. to this point? Right. The only thing I can think the whole time while I'm laying in the bed is fuck this retrograde. Mm. That's legit what I think about. Man, <laughs> dude. All it takes for me to just, all it takes is just one night where I'm just so creative and working on music. And next thing I know, like, damn, I ain't mean to stay up past sunrise. And it just gets, it keeps, it just keeps going later and later every day after that, man. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 
shit is yeah, that shit sucks, dude. It fucking <laughs> sucks. I feel I don't know, whatever. I, <laughs> it's what it is. Luckily, I ain't got no fucking job. Because if I did, I would be miserable. Right Man, now. I tell you, be at work mad as fuck, screaming at everybody, Oscar the Grouch all day, every day. <laughs> be like, what? Nah, but. Man, so what's good? What's popping? What you been up to? Well, you just said music. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You been up to music. Yeah, because you're the music guy now. Yeah. No, nah, but uh, I know you've been working on Yeah, man, tell people about the project, man. You got the project coming out. Yeah, that's one reason for my for my hiatus on the network, because I've been working on a new instrumental project um, called Who I Used to Be. I actually started working on it January 2nd. Um, just wanted to start off the new year right, man. I had a list of goals uh that I just wanted to get started on right away and one of those things was to really push myself musically cuz I kind of feel like over the years I have been putting out projects but I haven't been pushing myself out there as a priority it's more so I'm kind of dependent on other people you know a lot of people don't know I compose music for you know a motivational speaker sometime or other artists or whatever so but this is me starting off the year right really putting myself out there dj's never in stories music out there and uh yeah that's what i've been working on man six tracks um minimal lyrics something different i normally don't have lyrics at all in my music but i got some minimal lyrics in it um kind of pushing myself a little bit more with the experimental aspect of my music but also keeping it minimalist at the same time for the uh for the background music so yeah this is this is something special Lit, yeah. Already, you already know me, bro. I already pre-ordered. I can't wait to hear that shit. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, man. anybody who hasn't checked out his music, real talk, y'all might want to. Y'all might want to seriously check it out, man. He does some uh, very interestingly awesome things with his production work. Uh, and I'm not saying that just because I know him anyway. Believe me, if his shit was trash, I would tell y'all it was trash. So, <laughs> <laughs> like dead, dead ass. It, it's usually dope stuff, man. So I'm definitely excited to hear it, bro. Real talk. Yeah, appreciate it, man. It's it's been a long time coming. The last instrumental project that I really put this type of effort into was my Until Infinity project that I put out October right. 6, thousand seventeen. So it's it's been quite a while, but I needed that. I needed to take time away from music to just explore because uh, as a creative man, when you're just constantly working and not experiencing life, you're really not pulling inspiration from anywhere, but the same little compartment that you put yourself in to make music. And that can be very, you know, harmful to your create creativity, you know, because like, yeah. what, what are you pulling inspiration from? Like you're sitting at a computer, um, four, four walls, a wooden floor, like you're not stimulated whatsoever. You're not doing anything. So I took 2018 to try to just take a break. And also from the crypto market as well, you know, that was the bear market, obviously, and so I wasn't actively trading as much. You know, my whole thing is since I'm not shorting the market, I'm not going to trade against the trend. So, right. you know, I'm taking a break from just everything, man. Just living life. Started off in February last year, going to Vegas, ended up going to Hawaii, uh, went to Denver, um, got to see Andreas Antonopoulos speak in Denver. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So. That was pretty cool, man. I I'm, I enjoyed it, man. And, you know, I, I felt that now is the time to come back and really get to grinding. That's what's up, man. Smart ass move. 
yeah, I already know, man. I already know that the album's gonna be fire. So or the EP is gonna be fire. So I can't wait to hear this shit. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like I dead ass, I've been like, yo, I really like hurry up and finish this damn EP because I, I dead ass missed the podcast, miss your podcast, man. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> like for real, for real. Like I've been like deprived because <laughs> I'm like, bro, because I love it because you always do like short talks. In the beginning, you know what I'm saying? You have 10, 15 minute talks about what's going on with the market, different topics and shit. And then you always throw on a fire ass selection of music, dog. And I was just like, and it was funny. I dead ass didn't realize how much I like your podcast until you took a break. I was like, fuck. Man. What am I, I gonna listen to now? I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that, man. A lot of been people a lot of people been hitting me up on social media through DMs and stuff, like on Instagram and Twitter. Like, man, when a podcast coming back and like I really couldn't say up until recently, because like this project, this music project, this it was just taking a whole lot out of me. You know what I'm saying? Like I really didn't want to take right. it all the way till March. I was really trying to finish it in February, but I just wasn't satisfied. And so now, you know, I just I I just want to get in the habit of doing things right, making sure I feel complete. And you know, now the project is done in March, and so I feel like even though it's it's not really. It's not really during the time frame of me of what I wanted, but I right. feel like God wanted me to finish it at this time for a reason. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just believing that everything is lining up correctly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can feel you on that. I mean, anybody know anybody who's a creative man? It's almost like at the end of the day, you really, I mean, you really can't put a deadline on shit. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you can say like, oh, I want it to be done here. And this, I mean, it, you know, it makes sense to create deadlines because you obviously don't want to just fucking, you know, you want to pace, you want to actually speak, you know, put it into existence in your mind to, you know, get it and push it out there. But it's like when you're dealing with stuff like that is intricate and as special as something like music, especially production, um, that completely makes sense. So it's just like, and then I just know you, obviously, I don't know you for a long ass time. So I know the time and the effort you put into making your music. Um, which is, you know, mad respect for that. And that's why I say this to me, it's like, uh, you know, it's just like people, you know, when you put out great works of art, <clears throat> you know, when you, when people put out consistently good shit, you know, you don't mind waiting that extra time because you know, you know, you, you may have to tweak little things here and there and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. Anybody who's creative, damn near pretty much, I'm sure. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And also I didn't want to get in the habit of being too much of a perfectionist because it's been times in the past, man, when, where I've practiced, like, <clears throat> like I remember like back in high school, you know, I was in band. I used to play uh, the baritone trombone tuba. And yeah. every now and then we would have like these, um, I don't know what they were. I, or they, they weren't competitions, but it was like, um, district band so basically all the schools of a certain district they would come together do auditions and they would form this district band and so you had to audition compete against other people of the same instrument and i remember sometimes i would practice so much to the point where when i got to the audition i was just so tired my tone was trash you know i was just so depleted and so i really didn't want to just keep going that way throughout life when it comes to making music and i was like you know if i'm not totally satisfied with something now um if i like it enough i'm, I'm gonna put it out anyway somebody's gonna like it i love it i'm not gonna put out something i hate but yeah, i just don't want to just keep 
you know, tweaking the mix, tweaking the melody, like just move on, you know what I'm saying? Learn from this experience, get some feedback and just apply what you learn to the next thing. So that's what I'm doing right now, man. And also just like when it comes to crypto or or just trading in general, you know, the term analysis paralysis, you know, you can just keep going through different types of technical analysis. You could do the Ichimoku cloud, you could do Elliott Wave principles, you could do all, you could pitchforks and all that. But at the end of the day, you just got to start trusting your gut once you applied enough knowledge to it and just go, you know? Yep. And that's a good comparison. I never thought about comparing making music to trading the market, but yeah, that is true. I mean, really anything you're doing creatively, but yeah, that makes a lot of fucking sense. You do once, the more confidence you get, then you know, you know, it's, it's you know, there's, it's almost like saying there's no such thing as, a, as the perfect trade. Right, you know I'm saying you just execute your shit, and you know if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. You go back, critique, you know, figure out where you fucked up, make it better. Yada yada, keep it moving. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Damn, great analogy, dog. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> Man, yeah, dude, you know the, then, uh, what I was gonna yeah. say was tra- trading. Actually, um, actually, I take I take back what I said uh, earlier. So the beginning of 2018. That was when I was. That was when I really started to buckle down and kind of learn different trading principles and practices. Um, right. So obviously it was right at the beginning of the bear market, but uh, yeah. I took that time to really just learn, buckle down. I started off with the Ichimoku Cloud, and you know, just learning different things in trading and applying it to life. Like I remember, I was reading some book. I can't remember the name, and I forgot the author, but. I remember uh, it basically was saying the market is only active about 20% of the time. So 80%, you're yep. really just kind of just being patient. And that was the way to make the most effective trade. A lot of people overtrade, lose money, Facts. obviously. And same thing with life. You want to really just uh, learn the basic principles of what you're trying to learn, the, the procedures of what you're trying to learn, and just realize that you're you're really going to have to to, in order to make the best effort, you're really just going to have to be patient. You know, you just can't overwork yeah. yourself. You just can't keep grinding and grinding and grinding. Um, and you're eventually going to F yourself over. So, you know, that was one principle where I kind of looked at it as, okay, this is a life lesson. This isn't just trading the market, you know. That's true. That's super true. Then you can apply that shit to almost any aspect of life. Yeah. Uh, dead ass. Yeah. And that's, man, that's beyond true. And you don't, yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I was. And that's kind of how, like, when I, when I got into crypto, you know, you already know, you would have wanted to got me into crypto. So, you know, <laughs> when I got in, I had fucking block folio syndrome, like crazy. Man, everybody, man, you, you're not alone, man. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I was getting no sleep. On top of that, I had crypto legends going. So that shit was popping. Yeah. I was, you know, uh, new to, you know, new to actively trading crypto. And I was just all over the place. And, and, uh, oh, matter of fact, the, it, I didn't go lie. The main, the main thing that made me sit my ass down. <laughs> <laughs> and made sure I did not overtrade in the crypto market was you. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yo. Man, let me tell you, bro. Like, there's going to be situations in life, but we're talking about crypto, though, where all it takes for you is to just be patient. All it takes is right. just one good move and trusting that move and just waiting. And you're really going to set yourself up for Facts. the most optimal way of winning but if you just overtrade if you're insecure about your path 
if you're insecure about the route that you think life is going, you're just going to do too much and just mess everything up, man. <laughs> facts. <laughs> Dog, I'm, yo, I'm, facts. The best lessons I have learned in trading has come from watching other people make mistakes or do certain things and I'm just like it is it scared the shit out of me <laughs> and I was just like yo I yeah I just I was just doing a podcast with the homie Ross and we was just talking about how he lost like what did he say like 30 40 thousand in the market <laughs> fucking around with uh with trying and ripple I was like yo I was like when 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 that happened I was like yo it's like a gut check it's like yo and it wasn't even me I wasn't actively trading those and I didn't have anything to do with his trades he was doing it himself but still when you hear somebody losing that much fucking bread hold on, hold on, like, how how much how much money you said he lost th- 30 to 40,000 dollars Oh man man let, I was like Ugh. man let me let me <laughs> let me tell you man I'm I'm going to be transparent with the people cuz I've never said this on any platform not even my own platform man Oh are you about to tell the story <laughs> Well, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna give you that first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just um, based off what you just said right there. So you, you knew somebody that lost about thirty to forty grand, and I'm guessing that's in yep. totality, right? He just lost that much money just for his duration of trading crypto, right? Yeah, yeah. So for he 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 was actively trading back and forth for how long was he trading? Like three, I'll say about three or four months. Mm. So and that's and I understand that that's thirty forty thousand principle got you like that yeah it's not it that's not yeah it's like he lost his gains his profit and then that was that was the principle so i was like man let me tell damn. you it's been times where i lost that much money in one day <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing you know to lose that much money in one day means that you had to have had more than that uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah I'm gonna be perfectly frank with people. Um, and I, and you know, I was kind of hesitant about saying this because this happened way back in like 2017. So obviously, it's been a while since um I've talked or even thought about talking about this. But I kind of feel like right. these type of lessons are good for the people to learn from. And I was yeah. always trying to think of the best way I could speak it, where I wouldn't sound um. Uh, what's the word? Uh, where I wouldn't sound like I'm bragging, because obviously yeah. talking about that much money is something that a lot of people might envy. But right, um, you know, I just wanted to present it in a way as a teachable moment. But yeah, man, it's it's been times where I lost that much money in one day, and it's been times where I gained that much money in one day. You know, yeah. above my principal. You know. So, yeah, man, um, and sometimes it comes from overtrading, but um, right. it, sometimes it comes for holding or hodling too long, just not doing anything. So you just got to you, right. you got to learn the, the right ways to move in this market or just move in life in general. Um, you got to learn there's a time for everything is you don't you don't want to wait too late, <clears throat> but uh, you don't want to move too fast. So. Right. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> that was just one instance, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, I t- let me say my my very first uh, crazy moment came on March thirty first, two thousand seventeen, and I remember it 
vividly because I used to take screenshots of all my trades. So, right. Um, I was operating on GDAX, which doesn't exist anymore. Or actually, it does exist as um, Coinbase Pro now. But back then, it was called GDAX for the people that are kind of new to crypto. So, uh, just to give you a little preface, uh, I started, and this is for the people I already know you know, but um, I started getting involved in crypto back in 2015. And at the time, I was working a part-time job. And... I just came back to St. Louis from L.A. because out of L.A., unfortunately, I went homeless for a little while. <clears throat> I'm originally from St. Louis, so I basically I just went back home. Um, and the reason why I went out to L.A. was just to kind of progress more in my field of music production and mm-hmm. com- composition and audio engineering because I built up a rapport with a lot of people uh, since maybe about 2006 when I really, really got into the industry. And I thought things were going to follow through but they didn't so anyway came back to st louis with just a little money i wasn't totally broke when i say i was homeless i had a little money you know to take public transportation to get around but i was running out of money so i came back home with a little bit of money and i invested into a introductory finance class and from that point um i learned about uh, the stock market actually um, that's where I originally came from. And I basically moved on to crypto after hearing about Bitcoin from ignoring it for so many years. Even though I didn't really hear much about it in my space, but I, I know I probably did quite a few times. And I just kind of ignored it. Didn't really understand it. But anyway, I got into Bitcoin. And I think around that time, Bitcoin was still 400 something dollars. Um, Damn. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, man. So at that time. Uh, I was saving up. I was buying it in increments. Then after a while, I just started buying whole Bitcoins because when I came back to St. Louis, I was staying with my aunt. I was paying her about $300 for rent. Wasn't paying for any food. Didn't have a car. Didn't have to pay car insurance. So I uh, cell phone bill. I was on a family plan with a couple or a few people only paying $15 a month for that. So I really had no bills. And so a lot of my money was going toward crypto. And also I started like a little... Um, mutual fund for myself can't really call it a mutual fund obviously but just something for myself to kind of get acquainted with um different ways of investing just gathered a whole bunch of individual stocks together you know but anyway um so at one point i just started buying whole bitcoins and so to kind of fast forward because this is kind of a long story but just to fast forward all the way until late 2016 i had broke up with my fiance and before breaking up, I had saved a lot of money for our wedding. So uh, I had a, I had around $16,000 saved up. Nice. And <clears throat> about 10000 of that was in Bitcoin. Mm. So, you know, obviously back then I had quite a few bit of Bitcoin. And $6,000 of that was just kind of just sitting to the side. So I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. Uh-huh. So what I, up, what I ended up doing was <clears throat> later in 2017, uh, you know, around this time, Bitcoin had just clips a thousand dollars and, you know, it was growing pretty slow compared to how things go nowadays. Pretty slow. And, you know, I was like, OK, so, you know, I'm depressed. 
you know, I'm exhausted because the type of work I was doing, I was doing like overnight shifts, going into work at 3 a.m., driving a forklift, doing strenuous work, you know, and I kind of felt like that that led to me and my fiance breaking up too, just from sleep, sleep deprivation and everything that happened in L.A., like just post-traumatic stress, you know, and um, I was like, okay, I got this much money saved up. It it took me guts because I really don't like quitting things, but I ended up quitting my job. And I said, I was going to take a few months off to just get myself together, get some good sleep, and I'm just going to find another job. So I took about, shit, man, I took I took about 12 Bitcoins out of the market. Woo. Yeah, shit. took about 12 Bitcoins out of the market. and But I, I when I say I had 16,000 saved up, I think I left sixty. I left six thousand in the market. Yeah, but it wasn't in any Bitcoin. It wasn't in altcoins. It was just kind of sitting in a reserve on a GDAX. Gotcha. Okay. So took that money. Took that money out. Took that Bitcoin out. Quit my job. Just lived life. And so come March. Uh, I was learning about altcoins. At the time, I was just more so in the Bitcoin. I wasn't a Bitcoin maximalist. It's just I didn't really know that much about cryptocurrencies to get in anything other than Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was learning. So I said, you know, I'm going to make my first altcoin investment, Litecoin. <laughs> <laughs> so at that time, I put about $6,000 into Litecoin. I was just like, I'm just going to let it sit here because... People don't know. At that time, Litecoin was basically sitting around three to four dollars for two years. Like Litecoin was not moving at all. It was so stagnant. <laughs> a lot of cryptocurrencies were. <clears throat> but I just like just in case this starts to grow a little bit, you know, I don't want to miss the opportunity to just gain a little bit of income, residual right. income from it. So I'm I'm gonna let it sit in Litecoin. Litecoin is moving real, real slow. So so and it just so happened. It's crazy how things work. <laughs> the the day after I invested that money into Litecoin, Litecoin just shot up about eighty <laughs> percent in value. This was like Yo. this was this was March thirty first, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was like, "Whoa, this is definitely unsustainable." I'm getting out of this freaking coin. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's been stagnant for two <laughs> years. Why is it shooting up like this? Let me pull out. This is unsustainable. I don't know if this is some type of pump before they just completely destroy this coin or what. Let me just get out. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm out. I'm- so, um, <clears throat> so I made I made that trade. Um Almost double my money. Obviously, this eighty. It was like eighty some percent, maybe ninety some percent. Almost double my money. Damn. So this that six thousand almost became became twelve thousand dollars overnight. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky motherfucker. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm over here. I got ten thousand dollars out of the market just to chill with. Now I got an extra twelve grand. And the crazy thing was that whole moment, that whole night, wait, I made, I misspoke. I hadn't quit my job yet. I hadn't quit it. I put in my two weeks. I was still working. 
Yeah. Because mm. it was it was on a Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. Something like that. It was toward the end of my work week if it wasn't a Thursday or Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I think I had the next day off. But that day, that night, um, because like I said, I worked overnights, uh, double my money. I, I went into work. <laughs> and I remember one of my coworkers <laughs> asking me. He's like, are you having a good day, man? You're looking real happy. I was like, man, if you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm having a bomb-ass day. Bro, what do you mean? I came home because I usually go to sleep after work. I, I could not sleep. I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe I made almost $6,000 overnight. This is like a few months oh, of working at this place that I made overnight. Crazy. <laughs> and here I am about to quit my job. Like now I'm feeling really good because like I said, I was a little nervous about quitting my job, but now I got this extra cushion. Now I'm like, okay, I'm good. And so <laughs> that whole moment was just like the theme of 2017 for me, man. <laughs> so yeah. so all right. So now uh April was coming around. Uh, I can't remember exactly what Litecoin is doing because, like I said, this is this is my only investment in crypto at this moment. Right. Um, I w- I wanted to say Litecoin was it definitely had clips eight dollars, maybe above right. eight dollars sometime in April, early April. <clears throat> what I ended up doing was I ended up uh uh compounding my uh my returns. I ended up putting that almost $12,000 back into the market. Right. Early. <laughs> matter of fact, not even early April, a week later, it's coming back to me now, a week later, it did it again. <laughs> Yo, the luckiest tur- motherfucker alive. I turned, I turned at about $12,000. It's over 20K. <laughs> You basically hit the lotto two times. You Man, that. that's what it felt like, bro. And it was kind of dangerous just thinking about it now because I really didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about trading. I really didn't. Yeah. I know a little. At this time, I'm really starting to get into crypto now. Like I, I was like, man, I got to start doing research fast because if you can make money like this, I need to start optimizing this whole experience. So I, I, I really started to crack down <clears throat> just learning um, about crypto currencies and also you know blockchain technology in general so um april was april was around and so you know now they're talking about putting segwit on litecoin and stuff um (laughs) it's crazy while i'm talking to you my that's how you know these freaking phones are listening to you freaking google i got a google phone and like google the, the microphone started recording me and like it's (laughs) <laughs> it's recording what I'm saying right now. Let me turn this. That's fucking off. weird, Let yo. They need to, that shit is trash. These phones is creepy. Forget. Now you got me it's checking free, my shit. It's free. It's finna send a message to the IRS and shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, you about to get audited tomorrow? They're like, like oh, about yeah, we heard that shit. <laughs> Man. So anyway, <clears throat> trying to trying to speed this whole process this of storytelling up, man, because it's it's a lot. It's a lot that was going on. But anyway, SegWit is happening. Um, people are pumping Litecoin because of it, thinking it's going to be the next big thing. Uh, at right. this time, it was still number two, uh, according to CoinMarketCap.com, because um, Ethereum <sighs> Ethereum was going crazy, too. Um, yeah. And that's another thing, too. I Actually, I take that back. 
um, I did have a little bit of Ethereum. When I first started buying Bitcoin, it was Bitcoin and Ethereum way back in like 2016 when Ethereum was available on um, Coinbase. Um, yeah, at, at that time, I was when I was buying Ethereum, it was like six or seven dollars. I made a I made a nice little profit off that too. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. See, like it's it was so much, man. It's it's coming back to me as I'm talking. Like I yeah. I, I posted screenshots on like Instagram and stuff so people could look at that if they want to. But anyway, <clears throat> um, so now it's getting to a point where you know I got this 20k and I'm learning about other altcoins. And so <laughs> I get that bug that a lot of people get when it comes to altcoins. Like, what uh-huh. else is out there? Like, <laughs> this, co- this coin went 200%. Like, what the hell is up with this crypto market? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I end up joining these other exchanges, learning about these other altcoins and stuff, hearing about people. And the crazy thing was, that was when I was really starting to get involved in crypto Twitter as well. And I'm seeing a lot of people I've been following for a year plus become millionaires. I'm like, whoa. Just seeing. And a lot of these people were young too, like late teens, early 20s people. These weren't like older people. So I'm like, this is possible. Especially if I keep growing my investments at this rate, is this possible? (laughs) (laughs) Like, so my first goal was to see if I could hit hundred thousand dollars doing my most basic trading um <laughs> that I could do. Um yeah. I uh in Litecoin, I think the most I made in Litecoin before I really started to really fully pull out of like pull out of Litecoin, I think I made close to um sixty grand. Yeah, I think it was around sixty. Sounds. And this right. was this was like we're going. It's like May and June now. This yeah. is like May and June. This is around consensus when things really start to get crazy. Two thousand seventeen. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Right before the summer went fucking nuts. Yeah, that's when I started learning about ICOs. Like, what is this ICO stuff, man? Yeah. And so, and that was one of the reasons why a lot of these Litecoins were just going crazy for people that don't know. It was the ICO bubble that we right. had. <clears throat> so. So at this time I'm breaking up Litecoin, I'm pulling out, going to elsewhere because obviously when you have a coin that's starting to get that big in market cap, it's kind of hard for it to grow as rapidly. Right. Like when it was like three or four dollars, it's nothing for it to grow a hundred percent in a day or something. Now when you got a coin that's like twenty or thirty dollars and the market cap is like in the billions now, like you know, you can't really push the market as crazy anymore. So I'm looking at other investments to trying to grow my money even faster. So just a bunch of altcoins, man, just t- too many to name, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously those percentage swings were still there. So I got all this money. And so like, sometimes I hit a good trade. Like I said, man, I can make, <sighs> 30k in one day and lose it all the next day that like it's just crazy or i can make like you know you see swings like that daily and it was yeah it was nerve-wracking at first like and after a while you get used to it It took me about three or four months but i got used to it man because i remember when i first started i just could not sleep i could not (laughs) sleep because you could go to sleep and you could wake up about like 50 grand richer or something or you could wake up and like 70% 70% of your money is gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, real shit. 
It was like, yo, the double-edged sword for real. Right. So, and it's crazy. After a while, you just get used to it. Like, I, yep. I, like, I could go to sleep. Everything was cool. And the crazy thing was, at this, during this whole time, man, um, you know, like I said, early or late 2016, I broke up with my ex, moved into a new apartment. I didn't have any furniture, man. Like, I didn't have a bed. <laughs> I, I was sleeping on a twin-size inflatable mattress. <laughs> no furniture, no chair. I was eating out of one bowl, which I actually still eat out today. Like, I my utensils <laughs> and, 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 and dishes, I only eat out of one plate, one bowl. I'm still a minimalist, but back yeah. then, I was kind of forced to be a minimalist because I just didn't have nothing. <laughs> Because I was broke, so I was a minimalist whether I wanted to or not. Now it's a choice. But the crazy thing, I wasn't broke at the same time because I'm making all this money. That's true. But but I'm just trying. Now, this is to where, now I'm getting to the point where I'm being too cautious. I'm being too responsible, I guess you would say, too too reserved, too conservative with my investments. (laughs) I'm not pulling out of the market. I'm not being smart now. Right. Uh. And I'm not doing any type of risk to reward ratios on my trades, nothing like that. And that's what I should have been doing. But at the same time, like I said, I didn't really know that much about trading just yet. It wasn't really until 2018 where I really started to buckle down. So learning, learning what I was doing wrong, man. Um, especially when it comes to altcoins, man. I was just sitting in altcoins for too long, too long, or pulling out at the wrong time not really knowing trends that well like um especially like with elliot waves and stuff you know not not really understanding that so you know it it was times when i pulled out with the loss but obviously this is still hella above my principal if my principal is six thousand dollars and i consider loss as bringing me down to like 50k like it's not really a loss, right? I mean, right. You know, <laughs> but right. I just, I did, I just don't have as much as I probably should have had, right? Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, long story short, man, because I could just keep talking about this for a long time, so many trades. But honestly, the lesson was, I really only had to make one move when it came to this crypto market, and I could have been essentially set for life, um. So when I said I put that $6,000 into um, Litecoin, doubled my money the next week, at one point I had about 3,000 Litecoins, somewhere around 3,000 Litecoins. I remember that shit too. Oh my God. I was like, yo. I was like, I want to be like this guy when I grow up. I had at that same time, because you know, that was the first coin I got into too. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to you. Bro, I think the most I ever had a Litecoin in one moment was 300. And I was just like, (laughs) yo. Like this not three thousand though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some some people wish some people wish they could have just like twenty of them. Like I know, like, right? But um, so everybody that's listening right now, go to my Instagram at DJ's Never Ending Story. D J S N E V E R E N D I N G S T O R Y. Go to my Instagram, scroll down. I don't have a lot of posts, but scroll down to December 21st, 2017. You can see the screenshot of what I'm talking about right now. Around like 3,000 Litecoins. And I did the math. And the reason why I took that picture on that day, I think that was the same day. Well, not the same day. It was somewhere around the same time that that Litecoin kind of peaked. And that whole massive bull run we had in 2017, Litecoin had got up to like 
around like $400, something like that. Yeah. I did the math. If I would have just stayed still in Litecoin instead of trying to stay still in a lot, in a lot of these other volatile coins, altcoins, that investment of $6,000 could have became $1.2 million. Duh. One point one point two million dollars. I messed up, man. Like I learned my lesson the hardest way possible, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, yeah, I'm man. telling you, people don't understand. Yeah, dog. I'm telling yo. When I heard that number, that shit shook me to my core, like <laughs> dead ass. Like I don't like no. Literally, I remember. Like, I remember, I sat down, I did the same thing, I calculated it, I was like, yo, I literally, like, sat down, and I was talking <laughs> to myself, and I was like, man, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing out here? Like, why are you trying to get in these, all these coins and all this other shit? And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you doing, and I wasn't even, in reality, I wasn't even doing that much, dead ass. I, was, I wasn't doing too much, but just, like, that scenario with you, I was like, yo, if I take my money out of something and then a couple months later it could have been a million dollars i'm gonna be fucking pit like i'm gonna, I'm gonna be Bro. livid I was you know like, nah. I, I wasn't too mad i wasn't because technically i can't say i lost 1.2 million because i never had it it's just i could have had right. it yeah if you would have just stayed in that street, yeah i could have had it um and, and yeah in reality um <clears throat> The most I ever made in crypto was, um, it was in the six figures. I tell you that, but it wasn't close to one point two mil. I tell you that much. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, man. Ultimately, man. Um, and not even knowing the different passive ways you can earn money in crypto. Um, like I didn't know anything about proof of stake, so I didn't know anything about staking. I didn't know anything right. about master nodes. You know, I didn't know anything about that type of stuff. Uh, just other ways I could have been using my money in crypto. Right. Um, because, um, I mean, I could have went into Dash around that time. Dad, I could have had quite a Man, few Dash. Yeah. Could have been just running master nodes from that. Yep. Uh, yeah, man. Um <laughs> Just man. I it's man, um hindsight is twenty twenty sometimes, man. And for real. Like that's that's the reason why I want to tell this story now, because now, you know, we've been in a bear market for over a year. Eventually the market is gonna start uh making an uptrend again if we're not already kind of bottoming out right now. And so I hope that me saying something like this is basically the beginning of somebody else's story, you know, where you know, say somebody out there has a bunch of money saved up. They want to get into crypto. Don't do what I did. <laughs> yeah. Don't do what I did. Man. Uh Learn about market trends, especially when it comes to crypto. These, I technically don't even see them as investments just yet because they're too volatile. If you want to consider, if you want to compare this to like equities and stuff. Crypto is too volatile, but you can make money just like stocks and stuff. But kind of use what I'm saying right now as an opportunity to, one, realize that you can make a lot of money in this market, but do it responsibly. 
Um, right. Really, really know what you're doing. Don't just throw money at stuff. Because like you said, with the with the lottery analogy, usually when, there's there's no type of um, math you can do really. Maybe. But as far as I know, it's no type of math you can do. No type of strategy when it comes to playing the lottery. Yeah. There's no type of strategy when it comes to doing the scratch off ticket. You either win or you don't. Right. Like this isn't that type of game. And I know a lot of people in late 2017 did that. And uh, I know a lot of yeah. people really lost money. Yeah, um, especially when Bitcoin was going parabolic in December 2017. A lot of people immediately start losing money because Facts. they invested at the exact wrong time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so know what you're doing. Like, don't play around um, just hoping and just wondering, you know, really start to uh, do your research and your homework. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, that's <clears throat> between you and Ross. That shit completely reinforced everything that I had learned up until that moment. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, y'all stories up until now, obviously, that y'all had told it yourselves. You don't know how many people I've told y'all stories to and just didn't say y'all name. And I was like, yo, don't do this. Because <laughs> this shit, yo, I'm telling you, like people, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you, you know, uh, some people have to learn. And I mean, I, honestly, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for real uh, because it really did. Because at the time when that happened to you with the whole Litecoin situation, I had already chilled and settled down. I wasn't over trading. I was cooling. And I've always been that person where I'm like, I, I'm a hodler, right? But I'm not like a hodl forever. I'm never selling my shit. Like, no, nah, I'm not that. I'm I'm a hodl, you know, until there is really an opportunity. Like you said, that 80-20, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that 80% of the time I'm sitting waiting for that 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 move that I can make. Right. That really makes sense. And at the time I was like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. When that shit happened to you, I was really I was like, man, <laughs> mother if you put a gun in my head, I ain't moving my shit. You got me like, nah, we not <laughs> like I'm good. I'm chilling. And that's why people to this day they ask me, like, well, what are you what are you investing? You know, and uh I was always like, I'm investing only in one coin. Now I'm in two. Bitcoin and ECC, but I'm a, I'm a true believer in that shit, man. I didn't watch. I watched way too many people get rich in crypto, literally doing long term trades or you know smart swing trades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now of course you can make money day trading. You can make money scalping. People do it all the time. But when I think about myself, my personality, me being a hundred percent honest with myself. One, I value my time, so I don't want to be sitting in front of a computer, you know, all the time. Um, you know, I'm nah, I'm good. Two, I'm a lazy motherfucker, <laughs> like dead ass. So like, I like to sit back and I like to chill. So, you know, what I'm saying I love looking at charts, doing technical analysis and stuff like that. And I've day traded before, but I'd rather sit back and chill. So for me, it was just like, all right. This hodling strategy, it works for me because of my personality. And then, to be quite honest, anybody that I've known between day traders and those long-term traders or those ones who, do those, who does those, you know, really high probability swing trades, mm-hmm. bro, they always make more money. Yeah. Dead ass. They always make more money. And I'm just like, well, that's, yeah. That's the thing, man. Um, because when I first got started with technical analysis, um. 
man, I remember at one point, um, I'm not, I'm not going to shout out this one YouTuber. I, I never looked at his videos, but people, people on crypto Twitter used to make fun of him because he used to do Elliot wave analysis on like five minute charts. Bro, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to shout him out. I didn't, I never looked at him anyway. I never got insight from him. But, uh, I remember when I first got started, um, I used to pay too much of too much attention to like one hour charts, two hour charts, and trying to make long term strategies off of that, yeah. or really, or really not long term strategy. I'm just trying to make money quickly because in my head, you know, if I can make, you know, almost twenty k in two weeks, you know, I'm I'm getting kind of used to that. So I'm looking for fast trades to get into, but as you said. Um, when you zoom out to the wider time frames, yeah, um, that's where the real money is at, and that's during the times where you could do your analysis and just sit back and trust right. and trust your trade, right? Um, so after a while, that's what I started doing, and like I said, this was like early 2018, so this is at the beginning of the bear market. So you, a lot of us still had that uh, reluctancy to trade. A lot of us were still skeptical if this is just a dip before we go up to like 30k in bitcoin so right you know so i'm trading a little bit but eventually i just stopped completely yeah. um and just started like staking in all coins and stuff like that <clears throat> but um yeah man um people need to think long term when it comes to crypto honestly i i believe we're still all early adopters um this yeah. is this oh, is a yeah. mainstream yet um corporations are just now getting into it some corporations are fickle um cboe i know they just stopped bitcoin futures um so this was a entity that came in and now they're backing out uh are we still waiting on back i haven't actually looked in the back in a while is back here yet uh i don't think backed is here yet um i think they're I think they're still going. I think I think they're still doing their uh, they're raising our money and stuff like that. Got you. Um, I think this. I think actually, yeah. I think I just saw some news on that. They just finished their, like the Series A or some shit like that and raised okay. a ridiculous amount of fucking bread. It's crazy how much money they're raising, but I mean, it makes gotcha. sense for what they're trying to do. Well, um, yeah. Well, yeah. So we're we're still we're still in the early stages, man. A lot of people are still trying to figure this out. A lot of people, a lot of entities are trying to make this like a traditional investment a lot of entities are trying to get uh securities tokens out there sec regulated stuff and trying to get the general population ready for it so we're still in the early stages so it's it's still time to just do your research kind of sit back you don't have to rush into this market i know bitcoin is at three thousand it's not at 400 like when i started but it's still pretty low to what it potentially can be. There's only going to be 21 million of them. You know, um, we still got the halving coming. Um, yeah, we, I mean, it's Bitcoin can literally, we can see six figure Bitcoins or more. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. We can, you, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm going to say, I think we, de- I, I, in my opinion, I think we will. I, I really yeah. do think we will. If we don't, uh, I would be highly surprised and I would be, I would be, I, it would be very interesting to figure out or to see what would cause us not to see a six figure Bitcoin. Yeah. 
And for the people, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this. Bitcoin right now is kind of bouncing in between 3500 and 4000 So, yep. yeah. So, this we got a long way to go. Long way. And yeah. that's, that's the one I tell people all the time. It, it is. Like, when you really think about it, man, it is still super fucking early. Like, yeah. super early. Like, not many people... Know about this shit. Not many people are using this. It's not being utilized in a mass way. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's still a lot of growth institutions, obviously, are starting to pay attention. Big box companies are starting to pay attention. Obviously, the SEC is paying mad attention. Big banks are starting to pay attention. And I'm like, you really think about it, how far we have to go. And I just think about shit like, I think about the summer of 2017, like, not even that many people knew in the market during that time was in crazy. Yo, they damn near <laughs> needed to have like five and ten second charts. Like the shit yeah. was fucking retarded. Like it was in, <laughs> it was crazy. Bro, I, was, bro, I remember I remember I remember popping into trades, hopping into trades, literally pulling out five minutes later and making about 10%. Psst. If you want access to a super exclusive episode of the Bullpen Podcast, make sure you click on the link in the show notes that says Crypto Legends. Join the Facebook group and you'll see what I'm talking about. Let's do it. Or more. Or more, really. I mean, if you really caught something during a pump, like right before a pump, because that's what a lot of of people don't know. It was a lot of pump and dump groups, kind of like just pumping coins like crazy to scam people. But if you caught... One before it was about to pump, you could literally pull out five minutes later. Sometimes yeah. you could double your money. Like you had a hundred dollars, you made two hundred. You made you had five hundred in the market, you made a thousand dollars. Well, you, you yeah. made five hundred, but you have a thousand dollars now. So yeah, like it, it was crazy. Yeah, it was insane. And you know, that's one thing I think about all the time. I think about that that summer of twenty seventeen, leading up to the end of twenty seventeen to early eighteen, and I always think of like, yo. Will something like that ever happen again? Will there ever be another alt summer like that? And you know, part of me, you know, it's almost like no, but I'm like, well, this is what I think. I think the market is maturing because you can only do that with altcoins. You can't do that type of crap with Bitcoin. Oh so yeah, definitely. They have to be altcoins with a low market cap that people can manipulate very fast or very easily. Yeah. But I think people are maturing. People are not just gonna. Well, I don't know. People are emotional. People still, they're still gonna chase pumps. But I think right. for the most part, we're not gonna see as many people falling for it. So therefore, maybe we won't see as many pumping up groups anymore. Maybe the SEC might step in somehow. I don't know. See, and this is what I honestly think. I think the fine line between whether we're gonna see another 2017 or not. Is gonna be regulation. And here's the reason why I think that, right? Obviously, there's still idiots out there that wanna scam people that wanna pump it up and things like that. So when I think about things, right, I definitely feel like the market is getting smarter. But I think it's the people who are in now are the ones that are getting smarter. And I think about the percentage of people who are still in the market, who are still around when all of that happened and saw it played out. And learn from it versus the ridiculously huge amount of people still who have no idea about crypto at all. That yeah. actual noob, that person ain't never touched a chart or seen shit. And I just imagine 
if this goes mainstream and you have a whole new wave of those people coming in, it's probably going to be a bigger wave than the last one. Yeah. And you're going to have more people who don't know mm-hmm. about what's going on. And you're going to have more people that's probably going to try to scam the fuck out of these people because they know it's a whole new wave of uneducated people. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, we're going to, you have the, the us's, the, you know, the people who really care and the people who are going to really try to help people and look out and be like, yo, don't do this, don't do that. But you already know. <laughs> that's going to be a lot for all of the people like us that are trying to carry that on. And you know, there's going to be more people who want money than people who want to do it correctly. And educate of course, themselves. Yada, of yada, course. Yada. Yep. And that's why I'm, I really think that we may possibly see one more time like that. But I think if we do, it's going to be even more fucking insane. Yeah. Got you. And, and while that excites me, it also scares the shit out of me at the same time because I'm like, man, I don't want to get. I mean, because even that was, bro, there was times where I was looking at Blockfolio and it was coins that was having within two to three month period 10,000% gains. Oh, like, yeah. that is fucking retarded. Like, what? I think um, <laughs> it was it was crazy. Um, oh, oh, one thing a lot of people don't know is. Uh, Bitcoin in the year 2017, Bitcoin and altcoins had an inverse relationship in terms of their growth. If Bitcoin mm-hmm. was going up, altcoins were going down. If yep. altcoins were going up, Bitcoin was going down. It was basically because you know people would take their profits from Bitcoin, to throw it in altcoins. Once they made yep. their gains, altcoins throw it back into Bitcoin. So, um, yeah, man. Um, man, what was my point of bringing it up? <laughs> what were you just saying before I started? Uh, <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. We're talking about so much shit. Um, <laughs> I was talking about uh, the markets. If we go to have another 2017, uh, if we have another crazy market. Oh, like I, I'm sorry. Yeah, what I was going to say was uh, Verge. Verge. Oh, God, Verge. So, man. like I said, December December was when Bitcoin peaked. It was starting to drop off. So, we had that one last time where all coins were starting to go up. Before they right. both started going down at the same time. And Verge was one of those coins that was going up. Yeah. And that's... I think, if I remember correctly, in a two-week span or three-week span, it, it hit about a 10,000% in just Crazy. those short weeks. Yeah. And it was so many coins that was doing crazy stuff, bro. Like, it, I, I... I all the names, all of the stuff that I was looking at, it was insane, man. It was like it was, it was something like you could just do whatever. Just yeah. Pick one and throw your money in there. And I mean, obviously, don't do that shit. That really wasn't the case. You should have been doing your homework. But it's like that's what literally what people was. Yo, there was literally people who I knew who were literally going to CoinMarketCap.com and literally picking any coin in the top See, 50 and like yo i'm oh just my throw God. my money in here and they, <laughs> i'm like yo i kept telling people do not do that like i know you want to make bread i know you want to make a bunch of money i know yeah. i know i know believe me i know everybody wants to make a bunch of bread but yo take the time to educate yourself i'm like if you educate yourself you will have your time don't feel like you have to rush to make a trade to make a bunch of money. Because what you're going to end up doing really is fuck around and messing yourself up, fucking yourself off, losing all your principal, and then you're going to be mad. Um, and that's what right. happened to most people. A couple people got lucky. Most people don't. Because that's the thing. I mean, most of the time, 
uh, the people who even do make these great trades and come in with money and make a bunch of money, the one thing that always fucked them up it was like, wait a minute, I don't even know how to withdraw this shit. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, that, I mean, all, all this is another reason why I really didn't want to tell my story until now because <clears throat> obviously I got lucky. I mean, it wasn't even me being, it, it was a little bit of intelligence, but most of it was luck. And so yeah. I didn't want to tell my story people seeing it as like man i could get rich quick too and you know right then i'll feel bad because you know obviously they probably would have lost their money um and like i said now now we're at a time where the market is kind of cooled down a lot of people capitulated um i want to say it now just to warn you guys that it can happen to you too this next go round, but learn from my mistakes all right. I'm not rich right now for anybody that's thinking that. I'm not rich right now. Even right now, even, you know, I'm looking for part time work just to have the investments I, or just to have the money I need to make more investments during this next bull run that's probably coming up or probably might start to uptrend later this year. You know, and that's just based on my technical analysis, not trading advice. Don't take my word is bond just you know <laughs> but uh do not don't don't sue DJ, don't sue DJ's never yeah, in the story but this it's is trading this this is me trying to prepare for what i believe may come by the end of this year where we probably might start uptrending consistently again so uh yeah man i'm 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 living a regular life man um you know i'm i'm making my music uh, I got other streams of income as well. I'm learning. I'm reading. I'm studying. Like, I don't feel like I really deserve that much money last time. Anyway, I'm not the type of person to splurge. Obviously, I'm still a minimalist. Um, I finally got a bed, <laughs> a real bed. But uh, <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> right. And I actually have a chair. I'm sitting in right now as we're talking because uh, I didn't even have a chair. Um, but... Um, I'm just trying to prepare myself mentally, man. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just do it right. Cause, uh, a, a lot of stuff that I wanted to do with that money, uh, cause I told myself I wanted to build like a business incubator, um, in a predominantly black area. Cause we don't really have any in St. Louis in a predominantly black area. Um, you know, just kind of learning about other realms of business that probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been the best investment anyway right now for my city uh specifically for the areas i was thinking of initially and just other things that i probably would have did with that money um i didn't know that much about taxes when it came to crypto so i, I probably would have really been messed up because i believe i probably would have lost the majority of that 1.2 mil to just mm-hmm. bad business so i believe god people call it the universe whatever um you know, you get what you deserve at the right time. This was just kind of like a preview of what's to come. This is this this was I think that whole experience was just a wake up for me to realize what I can do in this market and to really truly prepare myself for what I can do with this money outside of the crypto market. So yeah, yeah. man, I'm just thinking more um responsibly man you know <clears throat> that's all i can say about that man like um everything happens for a reason yeah know? i think so too yeah and i think it, it, it um yeah that that happening 
uh, to you is definitely. I mean, I've obviously I've known you for a minute, watching watching you throughout that whole experience and the time period. Just seeing uh, the changes that you've made and the way you trade and the way you think and uh, just, I mean, how much you've learned, especially like technical analysis wise, you know, I think it all is going to pay off. And now it's just like, it's almost kind of like, like you said, it's like patience thing and waiting for that right time to make that move. And I feel like I'm in that same, in that same thing. You know, I learned a lot, luckily, uh, not from really missing out on any opportunities like that. Uh, but from you, you know what I'm saying? And from Ross and from other people and really taking that and being like, all right, I'm not going to overtrade. I'm not finna do this. and I'm not finna do that. I'm going to really just be patient as hard as it can be. Cause when you watch another fucking coins go crazy and get, you know, crazy gains, you're like, damn, I want to make that trade. But you just like, nah, you'll have your time. Just be smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. You learn, you learn to chill. You learn to be comfortable with your plan. And if you have a plan, you know, wait, wait the shit out. You know, it's, it's too, it's too easy to shift your plan, especially in crypto. Cause shit goes crazy all the time. Um, mm. Or did back in, in times like that during the bull market. But it's just like, yeah, you have a plan, stick to it. And then when it's time to execute, pull the fucking trigger. Period. Right. That's it. And, yep. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's why I, say, I don't have a doubt in my mind, man. This next bull market, y'all don't know what fucking island we gonna be we gonna be on. We're gonna be on one of them. We're gonna be on the ones that don't take any capital gains and crypto taxes and stuff. Fat, you ain't lying. Yeah, we about to be. Yeah, you ain't the you island we gonna be on. Lying. Right, we gonna be on the yeah. island with little regulation and as little taxes as humanly fucking possible. Right. <laughs> you are not lying. God, I don't even. Yeah, I, that's another thing I can't wait to do. I cannot. The one thing I can't wait to do in this next bull market is I want to travel around the world and just see people in person and how they engage with the crypto market during those times. Like I want to be in front of people in different regions of the world. Cause I think shit like that would be, it would just be amazing to watch that. Like I couldn't even have imagined traveling around the world during the summer of 2017, all the way up until the end of the year, like in the interact with people and watch people during that time frame. Like, yo, I know that shit was nuts. Man, let me tell you. Let me say one. Eh, do I even want to say this? It sounds like I'm bloat, uh, gloating now. Nah, <laughs> say it, man. You know another thing too about you know possibly making bad investments. Um, one thing that I'm gonna do this time around is actually enjoy my investments. Like I said, I didn't pull out of the market properly to really um, be happy about everything that I went through from the no sleeping to the stressful nights and all that. Right. Um, I remember, um, man, I was, <laughs> I'm taking public transportation. I got all this money, man, just sitting in the market, but yeah, I'm over here taking <laughs> yeah. public transportation. I'm walking in malls. I literally have come out of the mall $3,000 richer, but I didn't buy anything in the mall. <laughs> 2017, I didn't go anywhere. Yep. In St. Louis, I I didn't invite friends over. We didn't kick it. We, I didn't take the money to you know just enjoy life. And that's that's something else I want to do too because you know time passes by, man. And like uh, 
I really have to see life as an as an investment, man. And I wasn't looking at life as an investment. I was re- I was relying too much on this market, thinking too much into the future. Because when I broke up with my ex, <clears throat> you know, obviously at the time of us breaking up, I really didn't have things together in life, and I was like, I really don't want to go through this again. And so my investments in, in crypto, what I thought of it as, this is me really trying to prepare a foundation. To right. where, you know, when I finally do get with some somebody else, get married, have kids, this is something where we can build from. This is something we can build from, the money that I have. And, like, I really just didn't even take time to even enjoy even a little bit of the money before I just lost what I had. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot you can learn, man, um, from... You you can learn a lot about who you are when it comes to money. Like one thing, one thing about it is that I really like. I don't really look at a million dollars as far off anymore. Like I remember growing up saying you want to be a millionaire, and you really don't know why you want to be a millionaire as right. as a little kid. Really, like you really don't know what all it takes to get to a million. You really don't understand what you're gonna do. But for some reason, you just want a million dollars, probably because of people you've seen on TV, you know, music videos, not that or whatever. But um, you really, I I really I really don't see it as that far off anymore, and it makes me more confident that I'm gonna reach that mark and maybe surpass that, and uh and do just and just do it right, man. Like that's that's all I really want to do with money. I you I, I see money as a tool, obviously, because if I really saw money as something to use to splurge or to brag about, you know, obviously I would have been pulled that money out of market bought cars clothes all this material stuff but i really do not care about that stuff man like i just i want to be able to help people and i want to be a living example of what you should do with your money in order for your kids to flourish your kids kids to flourish and really allow them to stand on the shoulders of giants which is really we don't we don't see a lot of that uh in the black community um, yeah, you know right, when it comes right. to when it comes to wealth, man, we are really far behind, <clears throat> and so um, that's what I see money as. It's it's a tool or a weapon. You know, you use it to get things done. You don't use it to just do frivolous stuff. You know. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it is a tool. That's what it is. It's just that people usually take it uh they usually use it the wrong way they don't use it like a tool they use it as if it's like literally a part of them like it's an extension of their personality oh, when, when you would when you attach money cars clothes to your identity oh man you oh, are the you are the type of person that's so easy to tear down yeah exactly man because i'm Not, like it's, it's material shit for a reason yeah, man. Do not attach your identity to something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you're, yeah, it's there. All of this shit, but you're separate from it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like even, I mean, I even say something as much as I love it. Crypto. Crypto. I love the fuck out of crypto. Crypto is a big part of what I do on a day to day. It's a big part of what I know. It's a big part of how I interact with a lot of people that I interact with, right? But there is still a me that is very much separate from crypto and any gains I may make from it or any anything. 
So, and it's funny because when I think about and see, this, this is the reason why I fucking do this podcast. This is why I do this podcast. This is why I like to talk to other people because when you listen to my podcast, you're going to hear who I am talking about crypto, but you're also going to hear parts of me that are completely outside of crypto. And I feel like a lot of people, it's almost like watching TV. You know what I'm saying? When you see people on TV, you don't really, you really can't be like, who, who are, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you like for real? Like you're showing me who you are in front of this screen, on this screen or in front of this camera, but I don't know who you really are. And that's my goal. My whole goal is doing this podcast is like, I want to show you who I am outside of this, this, you know, area, this fad, this thing that I love or whatever case, because everybody's still somebody separate once you strip away every fucking thing else around you. So yeah, don't lose yourself in fucking money because it won't be pretty. Right. Not. <laughs> yes, like, I didn't, sir. God, I didn't see that shit happen so many times. And just <laughs> people. And, and it, it is crazy. It's really crazy. It's like, you know, um, man, I'm just, so much, man, so much goes on in this world, bro. I can't wait until this next bull market. That's all I keep thinking about. And it has <laughs> nothing to do with the money. Literally, it has nothing to do. I'm a, To anybody who doesn't know me for real, People who really know me know I fuck I I'm a people watcher. I watch people. I'm an analytical person by nature. I love watching people's behaviors and examining them and seeing what they do. That's the reason why I can't wait to this bull market. Of course, it's gonna be nice to make money, but I that is not even a thing. Like I really want to see how people are gonna react. I want to see how the world is gonna react. I want to see about people that are already in this market that just went through this last cycle. What are they going to do when the next one comes up? You know? So I'm just like, yo, I'm like fucking twiddling my thumbs. Like, yo, hurry up. At the same time, take your time. Right. But hurry up. <laughs> right. I <laughs> so. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. It's going to be, uh, yo, you know how many fucking movies they're going to make from this? And not the shitty one that's about to come out that looks shitty. That's not really, it's called crypto, but it's not even really about crypto. I'm going to go see that shit. <laughs> but, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing, man. Like, um, my mindset, uh, and I think the mindset of a lot of people on crypto Twitter. Yeah. Kind of like this somewhat socialist mindset. I mean, obviously we're. We're all capitalists in some type of form, but there's a little bit of socialism in our mindset as well. But um, for the most part, a lot of us uh, come from, uh, at least a lot of a lot of us traders come from real humble backgrounds or whatever. And I can see crypto for the people that do use it as an investment, use it as a way to grow their capital for other aspects of life um we're gonna see a lot of amazing stories man to make movies to make movies out of man um in my head i I could just see like um like an immigrant gardener got into crypto you know and creates like this huge company or whatever their passion is based off their investments they had early on or yeah you know somebody like me just a black guy from an impoverished background you know you know just doing great things and it all came from crypto and also building these little 
micro economies with cryptocurrencies once once people really learn you know how to create their own which i actually did um back in 2018 i created my own cryptocurrency erc20 token um on ethereum but you know once people really understand how this works we're gonna see a lot more people um kind of come out of the come out of the mud man yeah, I think we are. And I, I think know. there's a lot of those stories right now. It's just that people are still hesitant to tell them and shit like that. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how it is, man. I mean, think about, you know, the, you know, a lot of people still don't want to show their identities, talk about who they are, especially if they're making money, which is completely understandable because yeah. everything is completely fucking digital and hacking is real. People get their shit stole all the time, which is why to this day, no, fuck, almost nobody. I can count on one hand how many people know the actual money that I made in crypto. You being one of them, Dennis, and because uh, I don't <laughs> fucking tell nobody, like, nobody. And I'll be just, the first just, to tell somebody. I, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Yeah, I'm gonna put it out there right now. Lyndon, he made sixteen million dollars. His <laughs> address is twenty eight sixty four West. <laughs> Con- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Yo, if I made that many millions of dollars in crypto, do you know what I would be doing right now? <laughs> Bro, you probably wouldn't be I talking wouldn't to be me. Doing, <laughs> I wouldn't be doing a fuck. No, nah, I probably wouldn't be talking to you, but I wouldn't be doing a fucking thing. Like, I wouldn't be doing, I would be the laziest motherfucker alive. Like, I would be straight. Like, I would, if that happens, especially in the next bull market, bro, I'm taking a. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm gonna tell y'all exactly what I'm gonna do. This is how this this is how y'all gonna know if I get rich in crypto. That I'm gonna tell you right now. If I get rich in crypto, I'm gonna I'm stopping everything, and I'm going to be a monk. I'm gonna go live in the fucking mountains. <laughs> a rich monk. And I'm about to go. Be, I'm about to be a monk. A dead. I'm dead ass serious. I'm gonna go be a monk, and I'm about to be on the highest level of spiritual consciousness. It's fucking possible until I die. Dead yeah. ass. I'm gone. I'm going. I'm, all my social media gonna be gone. They be like, yo, what happened? They be like, yo, this this motherfucker got rich and pulled a Dave Chappelle. Like he just dipped. He's right. went, went to Africa. Like what the fuck? Like nah, I'm out, man. I'm I'm going. I'm super going. And then I'm gonna come back like 10, 15 years later. Like, <laughs> all right, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell y'all this crazy fucking story. Ho- hopefully, hopefully, people weren't thinking that when I took my hiatus from the uh, podcast. They're like, "This dude got rich." Right? F- he said, "F that podcast." He just gone. <laughs> no, he over here on yachts. Like, he's nah. chilling with. I'm like, <laughs> nah, just the opposite. I'm over here making music and applying for jobs. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yo, he over here on yachts. He driving exotic cars, chilling with Elon Musk. I think his girlfriend is a mermaid. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, yo, he wilded out here. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Oh man, nah, but nah, man. I I feel you though. But yeah, man, I, man. So it's so many. So it's we still got so far to go in crypto. That's what blows my mind. Like I think about all of this shit I've experienced in crypto since just early 2017, and I'm like, yo, we still hella early. Like that's cr- like yeah, crazy. you know, our early 2017 was a time where uh, where I really got introduced to them trying to make Bitcoin ETFs, and I remember. 
the ETF proposed by yeah, the Winklevoss twins back in, I want to say January. Was it January or was it in March? I don't think it was uh, February. It was either January or March. I'm starting yeah. to forget now because it's been so long, but it got rejected. <clears throat> and Bitcoin, up until the announcement, it rose from about $1,000 up until, up into, what was it, 1100 1200 something like that. Yeah. And it took a massive dip all the way back down to 800 Then it jumped back up to around 900 1000 something like that. But, um, yeah, yeah I, at that time, um, like I said, I was already starting to pull out of Bitcoin. And I thought, you know. Bitcoin, it's not growing that fast because for the years prior, you know, like I said, it was growing pretty slow. It took a while when I got in at around like four hundred some dollars to nine hundred. It took months. It took a long time. And I didn't think I was like at the most. And a lot of people were predicting it's not going to get above two thousand dollars. It'll get close to two thousand dollars probably by the end of 2017. But it's not going to get above two thousand. (laughs) <laughs> Little did we know it gets up to almost twenty thousand. Crazy, but uh, fucking bananas. Now, if I knew that, obviously I would have never pulled out of anything. He's <laughs> like, I'd be sitting stiff as fuck. Right, I'd be like, I probably would have kept my job just to put more money in the market. Dead ass, yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that, bro. Man, it's man. And it, it, you know what the funny thing is? is that's only I think about twenty seventeen and now. That shit's only been almost coming on two years, but I feel like so much shit has happened since then. Like it has been correct, like so much shit, bro. Remember when um, what was it called? Uh, what was Neo before it was called Neo? What was it? Ryblox or some shit like that? Oh that shit? shoot, bro! Yo, oh, man. It, <laughs> throwback. I forget, bro. Yes. Yeah, that's another thing too. It was another thing too. A lot of these altcoins were rebranding. Rebranded. Yeah. Oh man, it was so much that. confusion, yep. especially especially when Bitcoin started to fork. Because that was my first time seeing yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, yep. You know what the heck? Happen? What the heck? Why are they trying to make it Bitcoin Cash? What the heck is Bitcoin Gold? What the heck is you know? Just like yeah. Damn. Everybody was going crazy about that. They were like, yo, it was oh my Bitcoin versus Bitcoin Cash. Yo, I didn't hear. Oh my god, I didn't hear enough about that shit. Yeah, the the block size debate. Now that's when I was really starting Yo. to get into crypto Twitter, like early yeah. 2017, with the block size debate. Like people couldn't decide. You yeah, know. increase it. Leave it the same. Like people were. Re- it seemed like people were ready to kill each other. Kill each other over that topic. Yeah, like they was going hard for that. I'm like, man. Like if y'all motherfuckers don't sit down. And talk like civilized individuals. Crypto, crypto <laughs> Twitter always finds something to argue about, though. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. That shit brings out the worst. Personalities always beefing. Um, yo, remember, yo, I'll never forget the day. I remember remember the day I was sitting there. I was staring at crypto uh, uh, coin market cap. And I remember the day IOTA popped up uh, on yeah. coin market. And it just popped up into the market. Immediately, I think it was like number four or five. I was like something like that. Number was three, like, probably something. Yeah, it, was, it was yeah, it was something crazy. How I was like, yo, am I tri- like what the fuck is this? Am I tripping or did I not? <laughs> did I not realize what the fuck just happened? It popped up out of nowhere. But the crazy thing is, just thinking about coin market cap now, man. Like 
I didn't got so exhausted trying to keep up with all these altcoins, man. It's hard for me to keep up with even the top 20 anymore, man. Like, it's so, it's so different now, man. Like, yeah. It's, too, it's, yeah, man. I, I don't even, I just don't. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't try. Like, I, you know, I have my investments that I fuck with, uh, which right now, like I said, is just Bitcoin and ECC. I have other stuff that I look at that I know I feel like they're doing good stuff. And I pay attention to, um, but I'm not, you know, that block folio syndrome is long fucking gone. Yeah, boy, that shit is long gone. So I just, I just chill, and I, I'm, I'm more so pay attention to the sources. I what I feel like are great sources of news and technical analysis to keep up with the market, man. Because it, it's just too much, man. Shit changes so often. Every day, always new news, whether it's crimes, adoption, new mm-hmm. coins, you know. I mean, so much shit that's going on. And, you know, I'm like, all right, you you really have to learn to pick and choose what to pay attention to. Because there's like a million resources of everything in crypto. And it's a lot more... Uh, I feel like noise than it is solid information. So, and honestly, a big part of that has been thanks to you of why I was able to funnel out a lot of that noise in the beginning. You know, you telling me who to go to for technical analysis, who to follow on crypto Twitter. I mean, just that. You just telling me specifically who to follow on crypto Twitter completely fucking saved me. Because it wasn't until after I, I, you know, I got the list from you, went through, added everybody, and I started looking at them. I was like, how the fuck does somebody who doesn't know somebody like this figure this shit out? Because this fuck is that, crazy. That was basically me, man. Like, I just think about what if I got into this without having to go through that trial and error way back in 2015, man. Bro. Like, I literally started from the bottom. Nobody around me knew anything about cryptocurrency, let alone Bitcoin. Nobody knew anything about blockchain. Nobody, like, it wasn't in any type of circle that I would even be close to, not even in the second, third degree. Like just it was just so yeah. distant. And I just had to learn just from just all type of mistakes, man. Yeah, bro. When you yeah, when you when you hit that millionaire status, you can a hundred percent play that Drake song, started from the bottom now we here. <laughs> and that shit would be valid as fuck. <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, yo, I tell you people that all the time. I tell people that all the time. I was like, yo, I ain't even gonna lie. And I, you know, uh, I'm not the smartest motherfucker in the world, but I know how to navigate and learn new areas. But dead ass, when it comes to crypto, I was like, yo, I don't know how long that shit would have took if I didn't know Dennis. Like, <laughs> even it's just it's too much, bro. It's too much information. It's too much information. And that's why, that's why. I don't mind helping people. That's why I don't hesitate when people ask me, yo, who do I follow for this or who do I check out? Yo, I'm happy to help because God forbid if I ain't had that help from you, man, that shit, that would have easily probably been an extra six months minimum (laughs) of trial and error. Like, fuck that. I'm good. Yeah, people out here sending the wrong cryptocurrencies to the wrong wallets. Uh People out here uh, trusting any type of pump and dump scheme. People out here Facts. falling for the hype. Um, sending money to websites. Uh, you know, like, so, t- it's so much fuck shit. <laughs> l- losing their uh, private keys. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, man, like I had to go through odd. Well, I didn't go through every single thing I just named, but actually I didn't really go through a lot of that, thankfully. But I know yeah. people out there are that are really starting from the bottom. And I hope that, um, you know, I, I feel like people like us that have been in the cryptocurrency space for a number of years, it, it's kind of like our duty. Like if you yeah, really have yeah. any type of moral compass, it's our duty to really show people the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I feel like a fucking slime ball <laughs> if I don't help <laughs> nobody. And I do. Like, I do, because I know firsthand from dealing with you um, how hard it is to navigate in this world. And it's only going to get harder as time goes further because there's more information, more news, mm-hmm. more history. That shit ain't going to get easier. So mm-hmm. I really almost feel like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, like, this is my giving back. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, this, this is my, my reverse karma, <laughs> you know, be putting in that good work. I feel like if I don't do this, I'm not going to ever become a millionaire in crypto. The universe won't allow me like dead ass. Yeah. So I just do what I do. Like, I just <laughs> noticed I, I want to, I want to go back and listen to this conversation and see how many times I said dead ass. Cause I say that shit like I'm from New York and I'm not. <laughs> I look dead ass just, B. Dead ass right, B. Dead, dead ass B. <laughs> with these Tim's on, nah. Yeah, shout out to shout out to all my homies in New York, though. I know hella people from New York. All y'all cool as hell, man. You already know me, man. When I travel, when I talk to people, I adopt language from all over. So I be saying all types of shit. But I did really just realize like, I'm sitting here, literally saying dead ass, like I'm literally from New York. Yeah, I might as well just start saying OD too. While it since me on here, I'm just I'll be using our New York slang for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> all right, damn. Oh man. Nah, man, but yeah, so yeah, man, yeah, it's straight up, man. Appreciate you coming on and uh, telling your story, man, because a lot of people have a lot of shit to learn from that. I feel like people could really learn from that without having to go through it like you did, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, I mean, luckily, even for you, you ain't lose no principle, so that's good. <laughs> Yeah, but if I if if I if I would have went all the way back down to my principal, I think even that would kind of hurt me just as much as losing one point two mil. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. Like I said, I did. I didn't. In the end, I didn't make that much because right. I didn't sit still. But I did make a good amount. But if I'm if I went if I would have went all the way back down, <laughs> uh, yeah, you would have like. Oh, oh my shit. goodness, man. Um, yes, but yeah, man. Like yeah, my story. Like anybody listening, definitely you can hit me up. I don't have a problem answering questions. Just please don't get too personal because I might start to think you're the you're the ops or something. You know, <laughs> right? I, you know, I might have to block you after that. <laughs> but uh, if you're legitimately trying to learn, yeah, just hit me up. Twitter uh, at djs underscore nes. I'm on Instagram at djs never in a story djs n e v r e n d i n g s t r r y s-t-o-r-y facebook facebook.com slash dj is never in story um yeah hit me up just ask me questions visit my website dj is never in story.com uh hit me up from there you know because uh yeah i'm i, re- I really want to help people and like i said i am gonna start my podcast up again real soon so i'll be dishing out the information once again uh Dishing out that music as well. Listen to my new EP, Who I Used to Be, 
coming out March 26th, but you can pre-order it right now or pre-save it on Spotify. Please share it once you get it on Spotify because it helps me out tremendously when people share my music around with their playlists, helps out the algorithms, kind of boosts me out there because I really want to try to get my music going. I feel like I owe it to myself. I've been making music since 1999. This is the 20th year, and I feel like I probably should have been further along in my career than what I am current where I am currently and you know I really want to make it up to my past self that little kid that really just wanted to do the right thing and you know like I said I spent a lot of my time just kind of pushing my own dreams and counting on other things that kind of help me financially in other ways with this time I really want to put more investment into myself so please do that please share my music um until Infinity EP that did real well, I definitely want to do even better this time around too. So check that out when you can, everybody. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah, I already know how to do it. Y'all know I'm gonna have links to all of that shit he just said <laughs> in the show notes, <laughs> so you don't have to memorize it or write it down and shit. Um, so definitely check out the show notes. You'll have access to all of that. Um, and yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, definitely check out the EP. Um, I already know it's gonna be fire. Check out his uh, previous one. I'm, t- it, I'm telling you, I mean, the music is speaking for itself, bro. Hurry up with the damn podcast. I'm ready for a new episode. I need some music in my life. Y'all need to go check that shit out too. I'm telling you, um, Crypto Until Infinity, it's it's fire. If you if you like music, if you fuck with music, I guarantee you, you'll like his pod. You'll like his podcast. Um, yeah. I'm just that sure. I don't know. You just, yo, it's crazy because that's the one thing that always used to blow my mind. It's like, yo, you would tap into my brain before I would listen to your podcast, and you would just have music that flowed with like what I was doing in the moment. I was like, yo, this is fire. (laughs) Cool, cool. I'm like, yo, it's lit. But I, yeah, for sure, man. So, like I said, y'all, show notes will have all the links. Check everything out. Bro, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Likewise, bro. All right. Over and out. We'd like to thank everyone for your support here at the Bullpen Podcast all season long and look forward to having you at the next episode. We'd also like to give a special thanks to the team behind the scenes that make this show possible. Today's show notes can be found on our website at thebullpenpodcast.io forward slash post show stats. Also, don't forget to like and retweet us at one bullpen podcast. That's the number one bullpen podcast. And to watch Lyndon do some exciting and probably some weird things too, tune into the Snapchat at the Crypto Bully. That's at the Crypto Bully. It's been a pleasure, and see you at the next show. Good night, everyone.